Hi everyone and welcome to the Flexthetic podcast. I am Radhika, someone who decided to combine her passions for talking and fitness to host this podcast and speak to numerous seasoned athletes in a bid to educate and inspire most of you who share my passion for fitness. One of the reasons I started this podcast was because while we were all looking at pictures and videos of extremely fit, strong, ripped social influencers on Instagram, we were mostly unaware of how they got there. I wanted to fill a little bit of that gap there so that tomorrow, when another young aspiring athlete looks for some inspiration, they don't have to look very far. Today, I'm going to be in conversation with CrossFit athlete Aditi Kakar. Aditi has successfully been able to emerge as one of the fittest in India only within a couple of years of her starting the sport. Having achieved the title of the second fittest woman athlete in India for 2019 and the third fittest in India for 2020, Aditi is all set for the 2021 CrossFit Open, getting very strong with each passing day. Very excited to speak to you about your journey, nutrition, and what keeps you going during the pandemic, Aditi. Welcome to the show. Uh, okay, so how I got into CrossFit, I moved to countries. I, I moved to Australia, and it just so happened that I visited a place and I saw these people working out, and it got me really curious because I was looking for a place to work out. And back then, I just, I sort of was just doing... Know, regular uh, fitness training and with a couple of my friends so I wasn't really aware of CrossFit but when I uh, came across this CrossFit gym I immediately fell in love with the vibe with um, the people and how, especially how women looked there they looked so strong and so independent so that's how I found CrossFit and I took a trial class and it was just you know love at first sight and I think I sort of had an advantage because I did come from an athletic background. I had done several different sports and it was just sort of perfect because CrossFit is an amalgamation of weightlifting, gymnastics, athletics, swimming, so many different sports. You, you never know what comes at you and that's CrossFit. So I had done all of these sports in my past. I did athletics, karate, I did gymnastics. So I had experience in almost everything. So yes, I did have an advantage there. Um, how do you see um, CrossFit there and CrossFit training in India? Like right now, um, it's pretty evolving here. It's a growing trend. It's one of the cooler things to do when we see people lifting super heavy and uh, doing super cool stuff on the bar, doing gymnastics. Right? We find it like really fascinating. And some people also do find it intimidating, which we're going to come to later. But uh, yeah, again, like how when you speak about the vibe, how do you think it's different there and here? Okay, so every gym has a different vibe, no doubt about that. Even so, in uh, CrossFit Active, where I was training, we had two different boxes, and one was sort of um, more competitive, and people used to come in seriously and train, and the other was more. Um, homely and people used to have fun and they used to go out for brunches after so every box has a different vibe no doubt about it but if I were to compare India and Australia when it comes to CrossFit training 
I think Australians, because CrossFit is popular in Australia, like it's the second most um, popular country for CrossFit after America. So I think there people take it more seriously. People are more aware of what CrossFit is. So um, I don't think people are afraid to try CrossFit out there because um, people have this preconceived notion about what CrossFit is. But uh, as in, in India, people think oh crossfit what is it like they don't they don't know what crossfit is really and sometimes they're scared of crossfit so they don't generally try crossfit whereas in australia people um are more into that fitness culture they know what crossfit is already they like to go and try it out there and they're more competitive than us so i think uh training there was definitely more competitive and I think it was more fun whereas here I have to train all by myself so it's kind of boring at times but yeah with all these newcomers in the sport and people like me we're out putting CrossFit out there through social media and we're explaining to people and we're coming in contact with people who want to know more about fitness who want to grow and they want to learn new styles of training so I think CrossFit is definitely growing especially with the upcoming gyms that we have. Uh, you know, several of us are opening up CrossFit gyms specific for CrossFit training. So I think that is definitely a step towards promoting CrossFit. And I do know that uh, CrossFit HQ is also wanting to take initiative to promoting CrossFit in India because that is something that's lacking still considering we're so our population is so big. So I think they're putting in the effort for that. So I think it will certainly be the next cool thing to do. There's always scalable options. So you don't necessarily need to go as hard as you see somebody else doing. So I think uh, that aspect of it is not quite visible to the general day-to-day person. And what kept you going through the pandemic? Yeah? Like I, I'm really curious to know how you were training. My training pattern was quite irregular, to be very honest. And that is very sad, but that's how I had to manage it. So when I was in Australia, I had a foot injury for some time. And um, then when I came back, my training was... Um, slowing down even further because I didn't have a gym, I didn't have equipment and the lockdown had started. So I think it was a couple of months. I did physiotherapy. I did uh, my own sort of, you know, home body weight training, like push-ups and HIIT training. Um, So so I did that. And then um, after that, when the lockdown sort of eased down, I started training at a, at a park with a friend of mine who lives pretty close to where I do. So he had a lot of equipment. So that's sort of what gave me a push again to, you know, get better and start training again. What is your favorite workout, Jam? Um, I like to listen to a lot of hip hop. So Kendrick and um, Eminem or even Punjabi. I mean, everybody's been up. uh, Everybody's listening to Punjabi these days. So that's pretty big. Getting back to uh, nutrition. So I know Mm -hmm. like one of the very, very key aspects that I wanted to cover and talk to you about because um, I'm also getting back to how training is in Australia, which you said is very hardcore. Mm -hmm. 
I also see mm-hmm. that there's one of the major differences in the way people train in Australia. They're very, very particular about what they eat and their nutrition. Mm-hmm. I want to understand from you, what is your full day of eating look like? Like, how do you plan your macros? What is the sort of ratio? And how do you come up to that number? Okay, so I have been playing around with my diet quite a lot. So when I was in Australia, I was vegan and I tried to carry that over to India. And that sadly enough didn't work out for me, especially because I had an injury as well. And so I had to change it up a little bit. And so now it's all like fresh and I'm starting fresh. But what I have learned over the years of my training is that nutrition is super important and that I should, instead of like tracking my macros, I should start listening to my body more. So I was very rigid about what I ate. My breakfast was, um, you know, not, it wasn't heavy enough for me to carry, carry out my full day. Then my, um, so now my diet sort of looks like I wake up in the morning, I have either eggs, two to three eggs in the morning with um, bread or some, uh, some sort of vegetables on the side. Then I have my lunch, which is slightly late because my training hours are odd at the moment. So I have lunch at three or four sometimes. So my lunch is just everyday gharka khana, which is dal, chawal and whatever vegetables there. But I supplement with uh, protein. Uh, I take protein powder with it. And then my dinner is some sort of lean protein like chicken or fish and dal chawal or dal roti and sabzi. So that's what my diet looks like right now. But um, I try to sort of split it as uh, 2000 calories. So I try to have about 2000, 2200 calories on the daily whenever, depending on the day, really. So if I were to split up my macros, I would have like 45 to 65 like let's say 50% of carbs, then I would have about 20 to 35% of fats depending on the day and proteins, I would have about, you know, 25 to 30, 30, 35% depending on the day as well. So, but I always keep my carbs, you know, on point because I, as a vegan, I used to have a lot more carbs, but I sort of learned how to reduce that and keep that um, you know, somewhere in the middle. So I always have room to adjust with my fats or with my proteins because I need a certain amount of energy throughout the day and I get that energy through my carbs. Absolutely. So that's how I do it, but everybody has a different way of doing it. Yeah. Also, it depends on the way you're training as well. But like a lot of us, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening to this as well, um, people, especially in India, have been demonizing carbs and also fats to an extent for quite a while mm-hmm. now. It's actually really good mm-hmm. to hear from you and from someone who competes on a competitive level and also someone who's one of the top athletes in India that we, we're not supposed to demonize carbs, right? Like, because they mm-hmm. keep us going. And especially women, I think women do require a certain amount of fat also in their diet for their hormones Mm -hmm. right so um yeah I I feel that carbs and fats have always been put in the bad light which is kind of wrong right 
It is, absolutely. I think people don't realize that if you start having more protein in your diet, A, it can be really difficult for your body to digest that. And B, that your body cannot digest the proteins if you don't take carbs. And also, apart from that, it's really bad for your liver having excess proteins that your body has to filter that out. And a lot, a lot of it goes into waste. Oh, but, but, but I've, I've actually heard from people that they're having 200 grams of protein a day. And I, I've, I've sort of found it uh, very absurd. So where does all yeah. go? It's so yeah, absurd. your body doesn't utilize it. Like your body has, okay, it depends on how much you weigh and what your body's type is and what your training methodology is. I agree to all of that. But for an average person, you cannot be having that much protein because it's just your body is just excreting it. It's not using any of it. So you recommend anywhere close to uh, one to 1.5 gram per pound of body weight? I would say yes, somewhere around one to 1.2 for the regular person. But again, it depends on how much you train. And but I would like to say that you should uh, have about anywhere from 10 to 35 percent proteins. You should get your calories from proteins 10 to 35 percent. Makes sense. Makes sense. If you're if you're training and you want your body to recover. Yeah. Understood. But what's what's your favorite comfort food? Like, do do you have (laughs) cheat meals? Right now, because it's uh, time, I won't ask you this question, but off-season, do you <laughs> cheat meals? I don't have cheat meals. I don't believe in the concept of cheat meals. I, like I said earlier, I like to listen to my body and I like to see and, you know, uh, feel what I want to eat. So the concept of cheat meals doesn't exist for me, but I think... Uh, comfort food I love french fries anything to do with you know uh, good greasy <laughs> potatoes I I love that um so yeah those would be my cheat meal great yeah good to hear that I love fries too <laughs> but but do you do you change your nutrition during season time and off season time uh yeah I like to when I'm competing I like to bump up my fats a little bit because that helps me with my recovery and uh, off season I generally have more proteins because I like to recover with my proteins and um, my muscle needs that protein because I'm constantly tearing it and I need to refuel my body with that yeah understood what's your favorite supplement brand at the moment, um, since I'm having, uh, I'm having this uh, protein from this brand called Pro2Fit. So I really like their proteins because it's vegan, A, because I can't digest whey protein at all. And, mm. um, they, and they have some good flavors like uh, minty chocolate. And so they're pretty nice. And they have, uh, I think each scoop of it delivers about 27 and a half gram of protein, which is pretty oh, good for vegan yeah. protein. Exactly. So that's what I like about that. Also, you mentioned that you like having fats because they help you sort of recover. 
what are your favorite sources mm-hmm. of fat like do you do you, do you rely on nut butters or do you try to like um add oils and stuff to your diet because like for me i i i love nut butter so much that i sort of end up mm-hmm. doing it i feel <laughs> because i can't just, yeah when i start having it it's so addictive so i i sort of have to understand where to draw the line but i want to know i know you, like what do you like um honestly my favorite source of fats would be avocados and unfortunately enough you don't get much of them and good quality ones in india they're so expensive here but i do like to include avocados in my diet quite a lot and apart from that i like to have um whole nuts i'm a fan of whole nuts but i also love peanut butter Yeah. and um so i've been consuming oxy's peanut butter lately and it's so delicious but i try to limit myself at one spoonful a day otherwise it's it i'd go overboard because it's so good but i guess you'll learn over time how to listen to your body and you know when you're training versus when you're not training i think you can afford a spoonful or two when you're training and you know no spoonfuls when you're not training um but well, what is it fitness and other supplements like pre workouts and bcaa and creatine do you think these things actually work or they like especially like pre workout uh, bcaa so that matter uh i've been using bcaa honestly and i've not exactly uh noticed anything specific from them i sort of like take them during my training and it keeps me up on my energy levels i think that's all that's that it's done for me so far but i think creatine's pretty good a supplement it's probably one of the supplements that people should be consuming because it's um as uh, one of my coaches explained to me it's one of those supplements that uh explosive athletes require and it's the first uh thing your body starts using in your um when you're doing explosive workouts or training so i think creatine is important and it's generally better for um explosive athletes and when it comes to a uh, pre workout i think i prefer having more natural pre workouts so i tend to take coffee but lately i've been having muscle asylums pre workout which is i think um i think it's called snake bite and i think that's really good because it does make me a lot more focused and um it does work i think one of my favorite supplements at the moment would be collagen so i think that if you if you've not had collagen before i think you should get on it because it's a miracle supplement honestly i think it's super underrated at the moment but it works yeah i've heard really good things about it and i've mm-hmm. actually heard it it does want to spray your skin and your nails and your hair but absolutely and your joints mm-hmm. as well because i had a bone injury in the past and it it's probably one of the few things that helped me so i did fish oil i did uh collagen and i had calcium and i think the combination of the three worked but i think uh collagen i still consume collagen on the daily and i think it's one of the things that will help your joints as well um but mm-hmm. again when you while you were in australia what what was the major difference that you saw in the nutrition um and the kind of supplements that people were consuming there versus here 
So when I was in Australia, I had the freedom to choose what I was consuming. But here, since I generally um, I have home cooked food, so I tend to only cook for myself, like uh, once in three weeks. So I don't want to disturb everybody else's uh, food pattern. But I think the biggest difference that I saw was the quality of food that we get there versus here. Australia has some um, really strict rules and laws about their um, quality of food. So I think uh, that really helps when it comes to nutrition and also supplements. I think people are more aware of what su- supplements to consume over there. But I think sometimes they take it too far, you know, such as, um, let's say, I can't recall the situation that happened, but I remember people, I think it was one of the athletes there, they were consuming unnecessary supplements. And I think that can harm people. But I guess at the end of the day, if you're um, consulting with someone, if you've got a nutritionist on the go and they're helping you make uh, wise decisions, then I think you're completely fine. Um, also, just one thing that I want to ask you, like, do you think there are major challenges or in terms of genetics that Indian women face when it comes to like looking a certain way or building muscle? I think it's a lot of factors, honestly. Um, genes are a big part of it because we're generally on the shorter side and we're more because we've led a sedentary lifestyle over so long we are actually because we're more we're we're more peaceful we're you know our culture is more about acceptance and tolerance so we're generally more peaceful people and we don't get as aggressive I mean there's obviously exceptions to that but I'm just talking about a general um, uh, census right now so that Mm -hmm. has sort of um led to us having you know petite figures and Mm. uh, our height doesn't favor us necessarily our bone structure doesn't favor us so generally people with uh, bigger bone structures they can pack on more muscle and if you were to compare men and women men have more testosterone and uh, so they're able to build more muscle but when it comes to women uh, some women are able to build more muscle than other women simply because their testosterone levels are slightly higher so i think that um, plays a big role testosterone and you know just your hormones and um, i think the diet is again plays a big role as well because your diet is what tells your body, signals your body to produce more uh, testosterone, to produce more um, progesterone, to produce other hormones so that you can build more muscles. And if you were to compare um, an Indian versus somebody in Iceland or let's say USA, they're having, uh, they're having meat, they're having protein every meal, whereas our meals are you know, more carb-based we have uh, dal, chawal, roti. Again, I'm not uh, shaming carbs, but I'm saying there should be a good ratio of what you're consuming. And um, like your dals, they are protein for sure, but there's a big part of it that has carbs as well. So your protein to carb ratio is not good enough for you 
to, uh, it doesn't favor you to build muscle. So yeah. if you have more leaner proteins, if you have good quality protein, same thing's going to go inside your body and you're going to get good quality muscle. Yeah. yeah. And you sort of have to rely on supplementation to fulfill their um, yeah. everyday protein needs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But do you, do you also train like two times a day or do you train once a day? Um, I used to train. I've always trained once a day. Honestly, I think twice a day gets a lot for me. I used to train twice a day when I was doing athletics back in the day, but training was much more sober than now it's a bit more intense. Um, I train once a day. I used to train three hours in Australia, but uh, since I'm just starting back again and I was injured and you know, now I'm trying to be more sensible about it. I train about two, one and a half, two hours. I reduce the number of pieces I do, but I do it all in one session because it's just, it works out better for my schedule. Unless I have my own gym, then I would be able to do twice a day. I also feel like super sore when I've done a workout in the evening and I sort of want to go back to the gym again in the morning because that just doesn't work mm-hmm. out for me. Like if I have started evenings on one particular week, I have to stick to that and I have to wait for the next week to start with mornings. Mm-hmm. Right? I know. I understand that. It's It can get difficult on the body. So I don't really suggest you doing that unless you're like having good sleep, good diet, mm-hmm. and you're doing everything you can to recover within those nine hours of sleep. I think, again, it's a combination of your diet and how you're training and recovering. I think generally CrossFit athletes tend to look a certain way because of our training methodology. Our training methodology is different. We favor a lot of weightlifting, gymnastics. So our body has to adapt to that. A shorter athlete is able to pack on more, who is able to pack on more muscle, can lift more. I think that's the general um, perception of what a CrossFit mm-hmm. athlete should look like. So if you look at Noah Olson, if you look at, um, say, um, Matt Frazier, if you look at these athletes, they look pretty similar in terms of their physique. But when it comes to Brent Fikowski, he's, he's a little bit different because he's taller, but yeah. he can still pack on that muscle. Whereas us for Indians, I don't think, I don't think we've reached that level of CrossFit training to actually look like that because I think, I think the closest that we can get to that would be, I, I think, I think it's Prince. Prince, Prince yeah. He's, he yeah. trains quite a lot. And I think he also, he looks like a CrossFit athlete. He does. So I think 100%. again, it, yeah, it just comes down to your training methodology, how often you train, what your recovery is like, and obviously your genes and nutrition. Those are also some other factors. But mm. do you think like it's true that shorter athletes are good at some movements while taller athletes have an upper hand in some? I I believe in that <laughs> so much. I mean, if if there was God, I think that statement would be God for me <laughs> because it's so true. Because being a shorter athlete, I have noticed how much my height favors me. I mean, I'm general. I think I'm shorter than the average CrossFit athlete, which is why certain movements are difficult. Like my um, 
let's say a squat my squat might not be as good as somebody who's 55 right but my numbers are still pretty good but when it comes to let's say gymnastics let's say handstand push up i think physique matters a lot because generally people with uh, longer arms and a shorter torso they won't yeah. be able to you know perform as well as somebody who's got shorter arms and you know a moderate size torso so i think uh when it comes to weightlifting when it comes to gymnastics all these factors your body your proportions of the body matter a lot yeah yeah i'm i've also heard people who are people who are tall they can row really fast and really well and uh-huh. there's a rowing certainly they do really well that's yeah every year when the rowing and volleyball comes that's my weakest you know that's my weakest workout of the open yeah so i i actually thought i'll i'll do like a very very nice quick small uh, rapid fire uh crossfit and otherwise space with <laughs> yep so i'll start okay uh which indian athlete from what sport inspires you the most i prince prince great favorite boxer yeah, yeah. prince uh shrug life snatch or clean and jerk snatch deadlift or squat uh deadlift okay rowing machine or as bike oh god a rowing machine was <laughs> <laughs> oh, <just> very obvious <laughs> they're both terrible options but i prefer the rowing machine 100 burpees or 100 wall balls oh 100 burpees i need it oh favorite activewear brand nike by the way you should try unique clothes tights if you haven't um okay you have some pretty dope uh, training tights and in the, they call airism and they literally like feather they're so light okay that'll be next on my list <laughs> i swear by this brand called um i've forgotten yeah muscle nation it's an australian brand but they make amazing tights so if you ever get the opportunity you should get their tights rap or hip hop um hip hop hmm davis daughter or sigmund's daughter sigmund's daughter brookwells or tia tomi um tia ah training tights or shorts tights oh alcoholic drink of choice when at a party i think i'll have um gin and tonic yeah i'm not a big drinker but yeah gin and tonic is the most standard uh drink out there i think nike air max or nike air jordans <laughs> i think I love Air Maxes but I think I prefer Jordans. But I'd rather honestly spend my money on Metcons. That was my next question Metcons or Nanos. <laughs> Metcons. I'm I don't know I like the stability of the Nike's more. Um and plus I like Nike's feel like a warm hug to my foot cuz they're like you know made for narrower feet so i prefer that yeah. plus yeah. i feel like nike has some awesome colorways uh-huh. i think i'm keeping my eyes out for the nike uh metcon react turbos the white and gold ones oh yes i've seen that 
I've seen They're that. Pretty dope. dope. Yeah. <laughs> if you have only 30 minutes to work out on a particular day, what would you do? A strength piece or a metcon? I would do a metcon. Cool, cool. That was it. Thank you so much. You were really good by the way. Parting thoughts, I mean, for for everyone who's um listening, how do you track mm-hmm. your food? Uh what are the tools that you recommend for people who want to track their macros? Mhm. Okay, so I want to begin by saying, you know, do not be too lenient and do not be too harsh on yourself because both sides, both ends can have a downfall. Um when it comes to tracking your food, I think a big part of it would be to just, you know, start somewhere. Go online and look up um look up how many calories you should be consuming look up how to break those down i think a great tool for that would be my fitness pal uh that's something that i used to use when i was in australia i used to track my macros through that app so once you know your macros there's lots of content uh on on the internet that tells you how to do it everything is different so i think you need to uh stick to one try it out see how you feel if that doesn't work for you okay uh just you know bump it up change change some things and start listening to your body i think a lot of it is about being mindful just looking inside and you know how you feel if you're feeling low on energy if you feel like you're getting too sore you want to recover faster those are some questions that you should ask yourself and at the end of the day it's all about consistency how consistent you can be what your training's like uh if you get up every day and show up for training hard work does pay off and that i think is comes through consistency if you are consistent you are able to put that hard work and this is one question that yeah. i got from a lot of people who wanted me to sort of ask you this was how mm-hmm. how adapt to um the regular indian diet like what is the quickest way to sort of adapt towards because you mentioned that you've been doing that since the mm-hmm. time you've been in india right i think uh again it takes some time for the body to adapt to what you're consuming but i think the best way to go about it i like to look at my plate and i see i divide the plate into half and you know half of it is carbs so mm-hmm. i let's say have a combination of um dal and chawal and then one fourth is vegetables right so i have yeah. uh, that's all my micronutrients other things that i require in my diet then when i when so i have one fourth left that one fourth i like to consume um let's say a lean protein if we were to talk about an indian diet i think it's not lean lean per se but i think tofu is a good way to start or soya soya people can do consume soya in indian households so i think that is something that you can do if eggs are something that you can consume then i think eggs try to include eggs into your diet as a side um try to have uh, curds try to have paneer try to have things that have more proteins in that one fourth of your plate and obviously um if you still feel you're not able to consume enough proteins supplement protein there's no harm in doing that but uh, you know try to avoid it but again no harm in it yeah. so that's how i would that's how i would you know ask somebody to do it 
Dude, I really hope you kill it, and I really, really hope to see the Indian flag next to your name, and you represent oh. us in the regionals. Very, very proud of you, and a lot of luck. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode. You can subscribe to the podcast to keep getting updates on future episodes, and you can also follow us on Instagram to get in touch and for all updates. Our Instagram handle is flexthetic underscore the podcast. That is f l e x t h e t i c underscore t h e p o d c a s t. I'll see you guys very soon with a new Anita Have a great day.